Welcome to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? With your host, Louisa Barton. I want to be a famous rider. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Truth is, I help horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit with the bit, Louisa Barton! Yeah, baby! Welcome to the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. Starting off with a little bit of news. Of course, the big news last weekend was the Kentucky Derby and what a derby debacle it was. Uh, disqualifying the favorite and all the drama that has ensued since. We were there, the Horse Talk Show was uh, on remote for the entire weekend. Friday, of course, we had the Kentucky Oaks, which started off with a bit of a rough and tumble as one of the horses coming out of the gate uh, fell and rolled. And thankfully, uh, both the jockey and horse got up. The outriders were brilliant and went after the horse very fast and managed to catch her. And the jockey stood up with, I think, just a few bumps and bruises. So that was a big relief. Uh, interesting, I didn't have my eyes on Serengeti Express at all. Uh, not even a thought. And that was not one of my favorites going into that race. Congratulations to all connected. And we're very thankful that there were no incidents. Then. Omaha Beach, who was the favorite, trained by Richard Mandela and to be ridden by Mike Smith, the Hall of Fame jockey, who won the Triple Crown on Justify last year, scratched due to an entrapped epiglottis. That was very disappointing for everybody and kind of changed the whole makeup of the Derby for that weekend. It kind of left us all sort of floundering, not knowing who was going to be the favorite. It looked like it might be game winner, trained by Bob Baffert, who's won two Triple Crowns. Uh, as it turned out, really the leading favorite with game winner was Maximum Security. Another horse that I didn't have my eyes on at all. In fact, the only reason I knew anything about Maximum Security is because he was started in Ocala by Jeff and Carolyn Kirk. He had a very interesting story, was put in a claiming race at $16,000 and nobody claimed him. He won that race by nine and three quarter lengths and then went on to win the Florida Derby and got himself into the Kentucky Derby and then ran a heck of a race and outran everybody else. That story, uh, more details soon. High Cal, trained by Kieran McLaughlin, scratched also. Uh, he had a abscess and uh, was also taken out of the race. So the field changed considerably. Um, the rain, which was promised, came at around four o'clock that day. It seems like every day, every year, we have rain at the Kentucky Derby. It seems to be just a, a uh, expect it to be pouring down, chucking it down at the Derby. So on a wet track, uh, the horses came out and started. Um, as usual, big bumper car race coming out, all running into each other and veering and, and uh, hitting each other. And uh, then at the very, very close to the end, um, we saw this veering path, unexplained, not sure what caused it. There's a number of theories out there on, on that, whether it was a cameraman, whether it was a puddle, whether it was the glare of the lights uh, on the track that come on at dusk, um, whether it was another horse that ran up behind him that made him veer over. 
having contact with him, bumping him from behind, but he moved over. That moving over cost him the race, and at the end, we were standing on a very, very wet track, looking at some very, very sad faces. Mr. and Mrs. West, um, sadly, have worked 40 years to try to uh, win a Kentucky Derby. Jason Service and Lewis Sayaz, the jockey, crying at the, uh, the outcome. 23 minutes later, Mrs. West had the roses taken from her, and Country House became the winner. Funny story. Every morning the week before the Derby, we were at the track at sunup. We were videoing and recording the different horses that were going to be running in the Derby. Country House came and uh, parked beside us many times with the pony rider, had his rear end facing us and our camera kind of down on him. And um, several times the pony rider had to drag him on to the racetrack to uh, gallop in the morning. And I looked at my video production guy and said, well, we're not betting on Country House because they can't even get him to go on the track, let alone win a race. Well, hush my tongue because uh, apparently he is the winner of the 2019 Run for the Roses. The very, very first time in 145 years that a horse has been disqualified from the Kentucky Derby due to an infraction. One other disqualification, that was a failed um, drug test. So this is the first ever in 145 years. No inquiry from the stewards. Uh, a jockey that was riding Country House is actually Flavian Pratt, a Frenchman, uh, actually is the one who called for the inquiry. And that was followed up by John Court, who is the oldest jockey to ever run in the Derby at 58 years of age. And he was aboard Long Range Toddy. So two jockeys called foul. Um, it, the inquiry went up and 23 minutes later, they had an answer. Maximum security will not run in the Preakness. The Wests have decided that uh, they will not run him back in two weeks. They actually said that they may completely get out of the racing business after 40 years. Uh, also, Country House is out of the Preakness with an alleged cough that began just today. Uh, and as of this morning, Improbable will definitely run and he will run with Hall of Famer Mike Smith aboard for this race. So Improbable will definitely be a horse to watch. Anytime you put Mike Smith in the Preakness, there's a very good chance the horse will win. And Improbable certainly is uh, shown that he's a fantastic horse there in the Derby as well. So getting into the top 20 in the country is, uh, is huge anyway, makes you a winner. Uh, but uh, just a sad kind of an ending anticlimax after the Derby. Um, the, uh, the Kirks, Jeff Kirk and Carolyn Kirk, lots of thoughts to you and to the Wests. Uh, hope that we'll see lots more uh, of maximum security in the future. Hope to see him run uh, at the Haskell. He did arrive at Monmouth Park safely this week. So um, we'll hope to see him again very soon. We had an incredible stay at the Hilton Garden in downtown. Thank you to John Fields and a wonderful stagecoach ride. And I just found out today that our historic stagecoach based here in the horse capital won best non-commercial 
uh, vehicle in the uh, Pegasus Parade, which runs the week before the Derby. So maybe that's because we were riding in it, uh, I'd like to say. Um, but congratulations uh, to them. Um, very excited for David Helmuth and his family uh, for that win. It's pretty exciting when you win in the uh, in the Pegasus Parade right before the Derby. So um, back home here in Florida. The Florida Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services reported to the Equine Disease Communication Center that a horse was confirmed with Eastern Equine Encephalitis in Polk County on May the 6th. Onset of clinical signs started on April the 24th. Unfortunately, the eight-year-old quarter horse stallion was euthanized due to a poor prognosis. He was reported as undervaccinated. So that is just a reminder that if you have not got your springtime vaccines for your horses, um, the mosquitoes are returning. It is that time of year again. And uh, it is important that your horse's vaccines are all up to date. So please check your records, make sure that your encephalitis and West Nile uh, and your rabies and, and those vaccines are up to date. Uh, we did have a recent case of rabies here in Marion County as well. So what better time, even if you break it up into several visits and you don't vaccinate all at once, um, you definitely need to make sure your horse is up to date on all of those vaccines. Uh, we'll be keeping you up to date as the uh, derby drama and debacle continues. Um, the owners, the Wests, may in fact take it to court. Their appeal was turned down. So as we follow that um, in, the, in the upcoming weeks, we will be letting you know both on the news and on our social media outlets as to what's happening and the next steps that are being taken in this um, very uh, interesting Kentucky Derby result, probably the most controversial ever. And we have to ask ourselves, does any of it have to do with the trend that we are now following, which is um, the, the Santa Anita, uh, very unfortunate deaths and, and sad that over 20 horses uh, unfortunately tragically died at Santa Anita. And are we now watching safety more close than we closely than we ever have in the history of racing because we have the safety concerns. Does that make these infractions more noticeable? How do you explain the other six or seven infractions in the race that weren't disqualified? And why wasn't there a steward's inquiry immediately after this infraction happened? There's a lot of questions out there. We don't have the answers. We're looking into it. We're going to bring you updates uh, as the, uh, the next few weeks come. And as we work towards the Preakness on May 18th, it'll be an interesting field uh, to watch and see who wins that race. Won't be Country House and it won't be Maximum Security. That much we're sure of. Omaha Beach is recovering from his surgery uh, and is at the farm feeling better. So the good news is we're going to see more of him too. Thank you for joining us for this news segment. I am Louisa Barton on the Horse Talk Show.